Hi, this is Jeff Booby. This is day 60 of our journey through Matthew. And as we finish up Matthew, I just wanted to thank everybody that took part in this. I really appreciate your time and your intelligence. I just learned a lot. I really appreciated that. Today I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, Matthew 28, 16 through 20. And this is after... Um, Jesus has risen from the dead, and uh, Matthew doesn't record a whole lot of uh, stuff prior to this. He's got Mary's, the two Marys leaving the tomb, and the bribes by the church leaders for the guards. So let's read. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age." That is commonly called the Great Commission. And Jesus is doing a, a vision casting and sending the disciples out, knowing that this is the last time he's going to be with them in person. And um, he is g giving them the charge. And I find that scripture uh, quite remarkable. He, he starts off with the 11 disciples on the mountain by just the 12 of them. Judas is gone at this point. And that number 11 and the fact that there's 11 people to carry out Jesus's mission, they have a great deal of urgency and there's a bit of gravity that's added to that. And they are being charged and obviously they, they did a good job because here over 2,000 years later, we're still worshiping Jesus. A little bit into that in the second verse, it talks about some doubted. And that used to bother me. And I, I realized that that uh, people have different ways of approaching things. And sometimes we can have uh, some doubt and we understand later what's going on. And I'm, it would be difficult to see Jesus after knowing that he had been crucified. So I'm going to give him a pass on that. The next uh, words, Jesus says, I have been given all authority. That's really putting him up there and telling them, listen, this is important. I have the authority to tell you what to do next. My father is sending you out through me. And that's an important point. Then he has these four active verbs. Go, make disciples, baptize them, and teach them to keep all the commandments. Jesus is telling a clear um, action plan for the disciples. They have been uh, sent out to reproduce themselves and to teach those people to reproduce others. And it finishes with, be sure that I'm with you to the end of the age. I really like that word, be sure. It's just telling them, I've got your back. I am going to be with you. Do not doubt that for a second. 
The Great Commission is is something that has been taught, and I've heard so many times, and I've grown up in the church in my uh, 60-plus years, and just it's really uh, a focus for most followers of Christ, and we, and we know it's out there. But as a youngster, uh, I really struggled with it. Not that I didn't think it was important. I really thought it was important, but I struggled with being able to do it and to do it well. I, I didn't feel like I could just go up to talk to people about Jesus. I didn't have that kind of courage. I didn't have the influence over others. And that really left me wanting to do a better job carrying out the Great Commission. And uh, fortunately, at my college, we had a last class. It was called the Senior Seminar. In our senior seminar, the professor did a really good job, and his job was to um, tee us up and get us ready to go in the working world. And I don't know how long the class was. I'm going to say it's about six weeks. And one of those um, uh, sessions was devoted to um, your vocation. And I always thought vocation meant you work with your hand, and he explained it much differently. Vocation is comes from the word advocation. It is what you are called to do. And he made it cl- very clear that people were called to do other things besides full-time ministry. And they're called to be doctors, lawyers, bus drivers, teachers. And I, my job was a, to teach in the public school. So that gave me a great deal of focus and uh, desire to do, carry out the Great Commission as a public school teacher. And... I can happily say and humbly say that um, I've had some fruit and I've seen things happen. It is very gratifying and um, validating to have a kid come up to you at Myers and say, hey, Mr. Booby, I wanted you to know that I'm a follower of Christ now and this is going on in my life. Or, hey, coach. I thought you would like to know I'm going to seminary, and I really appreciate the way you've built into my life as a coach. So uh, it was important for me to learn as a senior in college about this, but it's also important to remember all of us have a mission field wherever we are. Um, personally, I find some pitfalls with, with carrying out the Great Commission. The most important one for me is that uh, I have to be intentional. I have to be looking for places to be in relationship with others, to spend time so we can get past the surface things so I can actually share my faith with them. And if I'm not intentional, I will drift and I'm not making, as Laura B. would say, I'm not making any positive ripples. Another uh, uh, pitfall for me personally is that sometimes I look around and I see what others are doing, and I want to do what they're doing. And that's just silly, because that's not what I'm called to do. That's not what I'm good at. That's not where my sweet spot is. Uh, I, I really felt like when we went to Africa and I worked at the boarding school in Kenya that I, I wanted to be done teaching, and um, I wanted to try something different. And then when I got there, we were doing the dorm parenting, and, and I'm going to say it this way, I got to teach. And wow, what a blessing that was. It was such a sweet spot, and it made such a positive difference. And sometimes we, we got to look at what we're good at, not what we want to do. Um, 
Uh, another thing is, I guess, that if we look at people, we, we sometimes think they're better at things than we are, and they probably are. But for me, I really struggle with small talk. I really find it uh, hard. I'm awkward. And I would rather have a stick in the eye to, than spend a two hours at a party trying to small talk with people. And that's just doesn't, not the way it works. And, and so I'm better in relationships with people, you know, inviting them to work on a roof with me, to do this, to, to spend time with them, to coach them. And it took a long time for me to learn that about myself. And I struggled with that some. And so that, that is important that I know that Jesus has set me up for success with the Great Commission just the way I am. And I think many of us, me especially, we look at, if I was more like this, if I was more like that, it would be easier. And I just don't really think that's the way it works. Um, as, as we finish up here, I, I really want to give you permission to carry out the Great Commission in a way that suits who you are, suits the way God has made you. And I just want to encourage you to be intentional about it as well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this Matthew series. We thank you for the focus it's given our church. And, and we thank you for the way your son Jesus has taught us through his, the book of Matthew. I just ask you to give us stamina as we venture forth each day to carry out what we can do to fulfill the Great Commission. And I ask that you would show us our fruit and help us to be encouraged. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Have a great day.